The Fake Show is brought to you by Threads of Envy, the law firm of Hutchison and Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-shirt designs, and by Mr. Antenna. Now your host, Jim Tofty. First of all, since I didn't say anything during our 500th episode, I want to say thank you to everyone who continues to listen to this show on this 522nd episode. It really means a lot. And of course, thanks to all of my great sponsors. Now, I've got a good one for you because there aren't too many actors who have the presence that Courtney B. Vance commands on screen. He earned a Primetime Emmy Award for his portrayal of Johnny Cochran in The People vs. O.J. Simpson and was phenomenal on the HBO series Lovecraft Country. Now he plays a public defender in the AMC drama 61st Street. Please welcome the great Courtney B. Vance. I am here, sir. Thank you, Jim. Very good. Welcome to the show, and congratulations on being part of 61st Street. I'm wondering, how did this script come to you, and how long did it take you to say, oh, yes, I'm doing this? Uh, Not long. I I got it. uh, I read two episodes. Uh, There was an offer, uh, and I read it, and I said, whoa. Um, uh, And then I met Peter Moffat, the creator uh, uh, of uh, Your Honor fame, uh, yeah. and uh, um, the J. David Shanks, the producer of Boots on the Ground in Chicago, uh, ex-police officer. And and I, I saw their level and heard their level of passion and commitment, and I said, I'm in. I didn't know where the the show was going or the character was going, but I, I knew that wherever it was going, these two gentlemen uh, would make sure that uh, it was done and I'd be surrounded by people who were like-minded, and we were all uh, become family. So that's what it was. Uh, we 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 uh, went through the the COVID, the worst of pr- the COVID protocol had to get to give us, and uh, stayed safe and masked up. Uh, so it was a. Uh, um, it was a very, very challenging uh, time, but a very good time. Yeah, and you, uh, I think that you shot in on the south side of Chicago. Yes. Yes, yes, we did. Are you from Midwest? Are you are you from the Midwest? I am from the Midwest. I'm from uh, just north of there in Wisconsin, and and went down to Chicago many times, either for sports or music events. But yeah, yeah. very familiar with that area. I heard it in your, your uh, flat accent. Your flat. <laughs> I heard it, Jim. You know, I've been in broadcasting a lot of years, and I try to lose that, but there's still, it kind of creeps in every now and then, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Well, your showrunner, you mentioned uh, Peter Moffat. He said about you in a recent interview that once you were on board, it was a great luxury because you give this script so many more textures to this character which i thought was great yeah i i was i literally uh, as soon as i met them uh, i literally said i'm in and uh, and basically was saying by saying that uh, that you have my back and i'll have your back and uh, um and be, and it has to be that way we with the other people that we're going to making these projects it's a fight it's a battle um, there's so many battles to fight every day and uh, compromises uh, along the way. Um, but if, if, as long as the, the, the main folks have, uh, I'll add Alana Mayo to that list, uh, the uh, former uh, uh, Rand uh, Michael B. Jordan's production company. And, yeah. Uh, so um, uh, as long as they're really, really focused on making sure that everything is as it should be, 
we can focus on what we need to do, and we become family. Courtney, tell me about your character. You play a public defender who his life is already complicated, and you decide to take this case of a young man who is accused of a crime there in Chicago. Well, he was he was two weeks away from retiring from being a public defender for thirty years, and and life happens. You know, this this young man, everyone knows in in the community that he's doing the right thing, even though his background and his uh, his uh, father is is gang related, and he and the, the, everyone knows that he he was not affiliated in any way, and they protect him because they know he's going to get out there and represent the uh, community well. And two in a day before he was supposed to to go away to college, uh, an event happens uh, spearheaded by the police. That that who knew that that if you if if the police are trying to arrest you and you you cannot run that that's uh, that's akin to being a, you know uh, to getting yourself arrested you have to let them arrest you I mean who knew that but you know from a black perspective you know the if I if I allow them to take me in to, I know that that I could die and I, someone sent me an article. Today about the the police in uh, uh, in Minneapolis and you know so it it just continues and it just what does it take for folks to realize that that something is not right uh, and it's not all uh, about black people that that we are uh, we're causing these deaths by by being aggressive there has to be an, a, a look at the police departments themselves and so. You know, I'm I, again. I'm I'm just grateful to have been a part of this show and to shine a light on issues that uh, we need to discuss. Do you think, Courtney, that that a show like this can continue the conversation on police reform? Well, I mean, the the main thing is that uh, that uh, there needs to be a conversation. If there was, if this was yep. uh, about white young men and young women who were being killed by the police. It would be over. It would be done with because, and and that's what Black Lives Matter was saying. But that don't it, it, there's there's a problem what we have that all these people who are killed are black men and women. So it it can't be all that there are they're the aggressors. And so we you know that if it was a small town, that you you don't lead with your gun. You lead with discussion. And so that's what needs to to be rebooted. How we're police are dealing with the community, these communities. If it was a small community, everyone would be. Hey now, Jim, 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 come on now, come on, stop. Now let me. I'm gonna tell your mom. You know, you you you. Everyone knows everybody, so you don't you you know that they're not going to try to hurt you. And if they do, then ah, let's just run. I'm gonna run after them. You're not gonna shoot and empty your clip. This is this is. Something is wrong, and discussions need to be had about, you know, on both sides, about how we can make it better for everyone. It's almost like if you're a black kid on the streets, that you almost need a how-to book in terms of what happens when a cop approaches you. We as the parents, and our, our parents, and our parents' parents, have to have the discussion with our, especially our young men, when, uh, with what to do when a police uh, approaches you. I, I, I wasn't raised to think of police as my friend and go to them when there's an issue. 
You know, you don't go anywhere near the police um, because the, 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 of these issues that we hear about. And you don't, you don't talk to them when they ask you questions and give them information because you don't know that if you do do that, they'll, they'll, they'll impart you with whatever the crime was. I'm trying to help you, and I'm guilty. So no one wants to be caught up in the system like Moses was. And that's what the, this show is about, that it, this could happen to anyone. And when you're when you're caught, you if you don't have an advocate in on the inside, it's it's over. And that's that's why I I stepped up for this young man because I said no, they can't have enough. They can't have Moses. They they've got everyone up, but they're not getting Moses. Was playing Johnny Cochran sort of a another role of a lifetime for you because of the real life nature of this case? It was it was so internationally known, really. Oh yeah, that that was. A blessing, uh, 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 ten times over to be able to, you know. And initially, I was intimidated by it because everybody knows Johnny. So I made the decision not to look at footage, and just to read my college roommate Jeffrey Tubin's book, "The Run of Your Life," uh, two times, and yeah. and saw a colonel in there, and I, I went with it uh, because the scripts were good. So I was. It was just a, a, a wonderful, wonderful opportunity, and thank God I was able to take advantage of it. And b- before I let you go, I, I have to say that I always loved your subtle performance in The Preacher's Wife. Had to be great working with Whitney and Denzel. And the late, great Penny Marshall. So, yes, it was yeah. a wonderful, wonderful group of people. Thank you. Courtney's series, 61st Street, is now playing on AMC Sunday nights. Courtney, thank you so much for your time and and the thoughtfulness. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. You as well. Bye-bye. I think the first time I saw Courtney was in the hunt for Red October. That's how far back it goes. He's also won a Tony Award and is the current president of the Screen Actors Guild, which can only lead to great things. That finishes this episode of The Fake Show Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.